the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The generals who failed us in Afghanistan are back on Capitol Hill today. They're answering questions this time from a House subcommittee. Yesterday it was the Senate. Tom Cotton and Josh Hawley. Uh, did fine work. Actually, the Democrats didn't do their typically bad uh, bootlicking job. Uh, they just didn't do as good a job as Hawley or Cotton. Uh, today, hopefully, you learn from, I've always wanted uh, the opportunity, I mean, I've never gotten it, but you always want the opportunity for a do-over of an interview because there's always one question you didn't ask. Uh, yesterday, uh, Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, thoroughly modern Milley, as some people call him with his desire to understand white rage uh, thoroughly modern Millie yesterday admitted that he talks to pretty much anybody who wants to write a tattletale book on the Trump administration oh I talked to him I talked to him I talked to him I talked to him I hadn't read any of the books that way he can say whatever he wants and then he can punt when they ask him questions uh, but the one question that Millie dodged was well he, he answered it and he answered it in such a way that he made everybody kind of say, oh, I guess that's legal to call your counterpart in China and say, uh, hey, uh, we're not planning a nuclear attack in the final days of the Trump administration. The question that was not asked was the other assertion in Bob Woodward's book, Peril, where Milley supposedly told his counterpart, but if I hear that we are going to launch a surprise attack, I will call you and give you a heads up. That would not be allowed. And if Millie did that, it might be the way to get him out. Nobody, nobody has resigned over it. One thing became clear yesterday, though Millie was a little hesitant to say it, and Lloyd Austin was absolutely adamant in refusing to say it. You could read between the lines that they all thought the complete and total withdrawal of Afghanistan was a horribly bad idea. And that they both recommended Biden keep 2,500 troops there. General Kenneth McKenzie, who was the commander on the ground, was the only one who said, yeah, I told him. I told him it all collapse and go south if we did that. So, uh, I don't know if any of these guys will have the honor to resign their position, Millie said yesterday, oh, it's an act of political defiance to resign. How about a, just doing it? Okay, you don't want to do it out of political defiance. How about you do it as an admission of incompetence? How about that? Don't generals do that? They've proven thoroughly incompetent? Wouldn't it be a demonstration of incompetence? As you've said many times, that... We never saw the collapse of the Afghan government coming this fast. Really? That's interesting. 
I would assume that when you are, I thought this was a remarkably childlike characterization of what the military does to troubleshoot potential situations. Lloyd Austin called it tabletopping. We tabletopped all the various scenarios that could happen in Afghanistan. And I thought to myself, really? All? All the possible scenarios? Because if I'm sitting there, and again, I've never served in the military. Call me crazy. Maybe I watch too many war movies. If I'm considering all the things that could happen, I would say, what's the worst thing that could happen? What's the best thing that could happen? Now, let's imagine how we'll handle everything between those two polar opposites. We appear to have said, what's the best thing that can happen? What are some bad things that maybe could happen? But we never got around to. What's the worst thing that could happen? Oh, Kabul could be overrun. We could give up Bagram Air Force Base. All the prisoners that we have at Bagram could be freed. That was the worst thing that could happen. And it happened. And because Millie and Austin and nobody else over there thought about the worst thing that could happen and had a reasonable solution for the worst thing that could happen, we were left in a scramble situation. And in that scramble situation, 13 young Americans died. That's a demonstration of epic incompetence. Epic incompetence. But I guess we're not going to hold anybody accountable for that. I'm not the only one who was very upset at the lack of self-awareness in a general who I always thought these guys had honor and took serious the lives of the men under their command. Um, I would think if they even did it, having to face the parents of their fallen comrades would lead them to thoroughly examine their fitness for continued service. But instead, they just polish the buttons on their uniform and just keep right on going, merrily on, collecting their check. Now, this offends me, and it offended Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. Um, she had fangs out when speaking directly to, she was supposed to be questioning. I didn't hear any questions in here, but I heard some pretty bold statements, all of which I agreed with as she addressed Mark Milley. You talked a little bit earlier about the damage, and you said damage was the right word to use when assessing what has happened in Afghanistan when you look at America's credibility. So how do you look the men and women in the eye that have served under your command? How do you look young men in the eye that are coming to our military academy days and who want to serve and say, you can depend on me. I've got your back. Because you know what? I think a lot of these families right now, they don't feel like you have your back. The special ops guys I met with Friday in my office in Nashville that are taking their time, their money, and risking their lives 
to do a job that the three of you could not do. Maybe we're going to remember you three as the three that broke the military. I don't know. But this is causing just a lot of anger from people who have trusted the military. They have felt like the military was one of the most trustworthy institutions. But in order to get a name in a book, in order to not be drawn into a political fight, what you have managed to do is to politicize the U.S. military, to downgrade our reputation with our allies. Nobody has resigned. Nobody has submitted their resignation. And we've got thousands of people watching this hearing today that are looking at you all and saying, I can't believe they're sitting there and not answering the questions and are trying to punt. Speaking of punting, remember when Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, was before the House Foreign or the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and they wanted Lloyd Austin there, and Austin didn't show up, which was an incredible act of defiance. He should have been, um, if they could have fired him, which they can't, only Biden can. But we now know why Lloyd Austin didn't show up to that hearing. Because if Lloyd Austin's there and Tony Blinken is there, then when Tony Blinken says, well, I don't know, you have to check with the Department of Defense, then if Austin's there, you just go, well, all right, what about it? Because yesterday, Austin just kept deflecting. I don't know, State Department answer. I have to get the State Department on that. So Lloyd Austin and Tony Blinken are going to be like two people who look alike. You know, like uh, uh, Dennis Quaid and... (laughs) I can't remember. I can't remember the other guy who looks like Dennis Quaid. And you're like, oh, they're never in the same place twice. They must be the same guy. Anthony Blinken, Anthony Blinken, and Lloyd Austin, they don't look anything alike. But they're never going to be in the same place together because then you could actually get an answer out of them on something. Speaking of answers sought, Lara Logan, she's phenomenal. Lara Logan was on Hannity last night. And Lara Logan asked a really good question. You know, we're, we're asking all these generals about accountability. We want accountability for what happened in Afghanistan. As if we don't have the capability to fix it. As if we're just like on double secret Afghanistan probation. Like we can't go back in there and with a show of force and get our American citizens out. We sometimes don't ask the most obvious questions and sometimes the greatest reporters do ask the most obvious questions and the rest of us are left to like whack our palm into our forehead and say, you know, she's right. Why didn't I ask that question? Everybody's acting like this is over. It's some kind of done deal. And so, you know, we need accountability. But what about we need action to reverse what's happened now? Why do we accept, as the American people, that all of these weapons, 80-plus billion dollars of advanced military hardware, has to be in the hands of our enemies, has to be in the hands of terrorists, and has to be in the hands of our adversaries like China and Pakistan and Iran. That is not an acceptable situation. It's not okay for General Milley to sit there like a pathetic little schoolboy and say, yes, America's less safe, okay? We don't need that from a general. We need a general who's going to lead. That is what we, the people, are asking for leaders who are going to lead yeah i guess we can only act when we're less safe 
if we wait until we get innocent people killed here at home. And then we'll be all exercised and say, well, you know, we got to go over there and we're going to do something about that. We are allowed to do something about it before it happens. We are allowed to realize we made a mistake. We are allowed, if we had a president who had a functioning brain, to recognize his incumbent responsibility to protect the citizenry. We are allowed to act. I heard one of the generals say yesterday, you know, how much of our capacity in the Middle East did we consume with all the blood and treasure that we spent over there? And he said, 10%. Wow, 10%. So would I be wrong? Do we have 90% left? We have 90% left. Don't we have enough left to go fix it? To go get the American citizens out to blow up the Taliban and instead of relying on our over-the-horizon capacity or over-the-horizon capacity or over-the-horizon capacity, now we're clear out of Afghanistan, right? We're clear out. We made that clear yesterday. We're clear out. We got no boots on the ground. We got no intel. But we got oh, but we got over the over the horizon. Wonderful. Yeah. It's like 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 the world is a mission impossible movie. And you can just fly in Tom Cruise and Jeremy Irons and Ving Rames and and take care of the bad guys and they'll get out. How about that over the horizon capacity? How well did that work when we went after the guy with the Toyota and the trunk full of explosives? Who was going to stage another suicide bombing. Oh, we got him. Yeah, we got him. We got him. Yeah, he's a civilian. We got him and seven kids. That's our over-the-horizon capacity. When we're still in Kabul to get a guy down the street, over-the-horizon capacity. Yeah. You want to believe in that? You might as well believe in uh, Pegasus, the flying horse. So we got some detail yesterday on the latest uh, Republican-led effort in the Ohio General Assembly to protect your rights against vaccine mandates and other such uh, overreaching health orders. Uh, The mystery, uh, until it was read, about House Bill 435, now solved, sponsored by Bill Seitz and Rick Carfagna. Uh, Two Republicans, it goes without saying, no Democrat would uh, ever tried to get in the way of public health uh, exerting its influence over you. So what they tried to do, they say, in this bill is to compile the best of all the other bills. I think I said yesterday there were seven in the House and Senate. Uh, This one does give a nod to public health in that it would allow vaccines approved by the Food and Drug Administration uh, to be, you know, encouraged but it would prohibit mandates for vaccines that haven't had full FDA approval. So your Pfizer is uh, required, can be required under this bill, but vaccines from Moderna and J&J could not be. There will be, however, don't panic yet, exemptions to the vaccine mandates. Medical reasons would be one. Natural immunity. Ah, there's something we don't see mentioned very often. Natural immunity. 
which would be defined as the presence of COVID-19 antibodies in an amount at least equal to those conferred by the vaccine. So you could get tested. Ah, you have the antibodies? Okay. You can rejoin polite society now. Uh, Reasons of conscience, such as religious exemptions, would also be honored. Now, if you didn't have any of those exemptions, you could get tested, and that would be left up to the Ohio Department of Health. So this is the latest effort to appease some of the people who cannot seem to draw from their vaccinated state the peace of mind that they claim they will have if you join them with the exact same vaccine that when only they have it does not offer them the peace of mind that will offer them when you also have it. I know that sounded like a convoluted path I just escorted you on, but that is where we are, right? The people who are vaccinated do not have peace of mind over their vaccinated status, but they will have more peace of mind if you are vaccinated. Now, will you be getting a different vaccine than they have? No, because any vaccine you get, they could have. The fact you don't have it makes them feel unsafe. If you get it, then they'll feel safe. But they have it, and they don't feel safe until you get it. Okay, I'm tired of going around in circles, too. I'd rather rather talk to you, <laughs> Michael is our first caller today, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. And now Michael's on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hi, Michael. Hey, how you doing there? Good, good, good. Uh, I, I think, you know, like a lot of the national talk show hosts I listen to on Salem Radio, you got to get a little tougher with what you're saying here, Bruce. First of all. Wow, nobody else suggests that, so let me know. Go ahead, tell me how. On what? Well, it's my body, my choice in terms of vaccinations. I concur. There's nothing else. Now, mandates, you can tell me about mandates all day long. There is no authority by any governmental unit at all that gives the right that you're going you're gonna to be forced to have a vaccination. So I'm talking now on this show, and it's me talking. I'm Bruce Hooley. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be basically saying it's my body. It's my decision, regardless of what the reason is. This thing about exemptions and all this, it's nonsense. I'm part of a group called Make Americans Free Again. Mm-hmm. We have meetings every Thursday night. We have 35 chapters around the country now. We have suits against the CDC and the uh, Food and Drug Administration in federal courts in five different states about all this. What's your website? What's your people- website, Michael, so people can find it? Okay. It's make Americans, plural, plural. make Americans uh, free again dot com. All right. Very good. I appreciate the call. Uh, make Americans, plural, free again. I'm going to that website. And I'm going to find out more about what Michael had to say about that endeavor. I support it. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.